Hello. How's it going, everyone? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. If you're a hot dog, what kind of topics would you have on you? Okay, this week I'm going to go with something that uh, I'm just really hungry and it sounds pretty tasty right now. I'm going to go with what I'm going to call a taco hot dog. I would like some queso on there, some fresh jalapenos. Actually, you know what? We'll just throw some pico de gallo on there instead. Some queso, some pico on the hot dog. Fucking messy as hell. And sounds delicious because I haven't eaten all day. Can we have that on a chorizo? Fuck yes, we can have that on some chorizo instead of a regular hot dog. dog. Hell yes. Welcome to Half the Podcast. Half the Distance Podcast. (laughs) We are going to go over our picks for this week. We're also going to discuss our biggest disappointments so far through the season. Who we think might, in our opinion, the surprise team. And uh, we would like to discuss a little bit about whether or not the NFL should flex games a little sooner in the season. Try to help out some of these... Uh, let's call them struggling games to get offense going. Not fun to watch. No. Uh, so, let's just jump right into it. Biggest disappointments through week six so far. Oh, I'm sorry. After six weeks, because we are actually now into week seven. First game is tomorrow night. Um, I think we have to bring up, and I'm sorry for the Broncos fans sitting to my right. Nope, nope. Totally get it. Yep. Um, Russell Wilson. And the Broncos. Well, are you saying the Broncos are the disappointment, or Russell Wilson is, or or them together? Because I think there's a difference there. I'm going to say Russell Wilson, and I think Pete Carroll knew exactly what he was doing when he traded that piece of shit garbage away. And I'm just mad that Chicago didn't bite on him last year. (laughs) (laughs) As per the huge. We are known for taking the... Cast off quarterbacks should be all system. No, there there were talks between the Bears and oh, the Steelers last year. I know. Oh, I so wish you guys would have had Russ this season. So I, oh. I I want to get a little clarity on what you're saying because were the Broncos a good team last year? No, not overall. However, they were running the ball very well. Their defense was still playing lights out just as it is this yep, season. Yep. Uh, their wide receivers were putting up some decent numbers. And, you know, the thought, and it, maybe it was just because everyone skewed it because it's Russell Wilson. He's going to step in. He's got these mm-hmm. wide outs. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we're overthinking how good those wide outs are. Uh, they're not. DK Metcalf and, and Hot Locket are performing quite well still with Geno Smith at quarterback. Uh, were we overthinking how good Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are? I don't think so, because Judy's numbers have plummeted this season. And I don't think that was just a surprise. Oh, look, I'm good for one year. Like, I really think it's Russell Wilson. I really do. And that's why I wanted to clarify is, you know, as a team, were we expecting them to be a lot better? Yeah, in fact, we talked about it quite a bit when it came to that particular division. Really, we thought all four of those teams were playoff teams, and one of them or two of them were probably not going to make it just because of how difficult it is with wild cards and all that. Yeah, good we had chatted in one of our earlier yeah. podcasts about you know right. based on the the caliber of talent in the AFC West, they but, might have to realign the playoff right, structure. Right. <laughs> no. We, nope. <laughs> we one hundred percent thought that that the only issue with making the Broncos a playoff contender was quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, like, surely you plug in someone with a history that's been to a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl, 
Get rid of Drew Locke, sub in this guy. Problem solved. Nope. One can <laughs> also bring up, uh, as far as the disappointment with this team, could it also be their new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett? He's new. I don't want to say that, but it's a possibility. The offense is sputtering. Yep. Their clock management has been questionable Awful. at best. Better in the last game. <clears throat> Still burn timeouts way faster than I would like to see. Mm-hmm. And you don't know when a game's going to go to overtime, but you don't burn your timeouts just in case you need them at the end. And he did definitely burn timeouts in that game Monday. Yep. Uh, I think we have to stay in the same division, though, and talk about the Raiders as well. Yeah. I mean, one and four. You think, you see what that team did last year after Gruden got fired, that the interim head coach who got a raw deal here, I have to say, because he had that oh, yeah. team still playing hard. Uh, you add Devontae Adams, you think. Man, they were doing a lot with just Renfro at wide receiver last year. What Renfro finally get, you know, the healthy tight end and get Devontae Adams thrown in there. Yep. You're thinking yep. this offense should really take off. And all across the board on that team, they're having issues. Yeah, it's almost like the Chiefs put sugar in their gas tank. Just constant sputter, can't ever get that car started. I, you know? I also think they've had a worse lineup to play. Uh, they had a loss to the Chargers. Who's a, you know, they're not a total bust. That was, but but then you know, like they Herbert they had a way to win. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, also the Cardinals that that had that was like a was that the the crazy ass pretty miraculous Kyler, Kyler ending Miracle to that game. Murray back it, there. It, you know? it was it was a pretty miraculous end. Right. Plus, the Cardinals really got helped out a lot because of a hit at the end on Renfro mm-hmm. where he was concussed, lost the ball, and it was picked up, returned for a touchdown, and that's a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of a miraculous ending to even have lost that right. for the Cardinals. So a loss, but not a four-quarter right. loss. Yeah. yeah, The Titans for their third loss in a row. But the Titans, they're, they are always eating someone's lunch. They're, they're, I don't feel like they're going to go deep in the playoffs yeah. and that they fix a lot of things. But, but You can't sleep on them. You can't sleep on them at all. Then they pick up a Broncos win. That's... <laughs> Now, Eat what out with a one-legged fucking kicker, <laughs> right. basically. And then lose to the Chiefs. So when it comes to who they've played, it's been a bit of a gauntlet. Yep. Uh, do I expect them to play significantly better during those losses? Yeah, they haven't looked great. I was expecting a lot better from them. But hopefully they can grow into it. Hopefully this is just, you know, a, a battering ram that they're, they get outside of. Now they got they got the Texans coming up. That uh, being said, Texans defense I'm I'm not upset about. Saints ain't nothing wrong with the Saints. The Jaguars that can score forty or score zero, who knows? So they've got <laughs> they got some more interesting things coming up that I really want to see them get their offense rolling. Get Devonte Adams some fucking yards, please. Come on, and some touchdowns. Holy shit! So I, I don't I don't put them as the biggest disappointment. Well, and also, that's a question now because Waller, he was healthy coming into the season. But in the last game, tweaked the hamstring, and they had the bye week, so hopefully he's healthy now. Uh, but you never know. Hamstrings can be really touchy. Right. Very easily re-injured. Yep. So it's yep. uh, they are not out of the woods. Yep. Uh, overall, scoring is down in the NFL this year, which is kind of a disappointment. With all these rules to help out offense, I... It's kind of shocking to me, the fact that we're actually seeing less touchdowns scored this year. There's been a lot of field goal-centric games. Yep. Which is bad on the surface because people hate low-scoring games. Uh, you, you and I are, are, are fans of this. 
defense is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Good defense mm-hmm. is fun to watch, but not for a casual viewer. No. Like, mm-hmm. most people can't name the linebackers on their own team. You know, <laughs> especially when you're talking about the primetime games that have been low scoring. Yep, I mean, the, yep. the, the uh, Broncos 49ers Sunday night game 12 to 11. Uh, I feel like you're going to say Broncos twice more. I, I can. <laughs> I don't want to just keep bashing the Broncos so hard. But yes, it's it could be very easily said that. I mean, Broncos Chargers game. Yep. So my biggest disappointment for the year is the Rams. Because if I told you they were going to play. The Panthers, the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Falcons, and the Bills. They should be five and one. At least four and two. Yeah, at and least you four would, and two. And you would argue that, like, yeah. you know, there was some concern about, the like, could they beat the Bills? You know, the Bills didn't sleep on them. And the Bills were like, fucking first game, we're going to murder you. And they did. Well, well, even like, the Rams' three wins, like, those aren't good wins. Their, their three wins were the Falcons, the Cardinals, and the Panthers. Like you're the Super Bowl champs. You should be. Those and you're teams. three and three. Like yeah. this is yeah. when, when I talked about what what uh, the Chargers went through for their first set of games. That nothing all you know. That, that's some, some solid stuff in there. This is this is the best start you can, except for the Bills. This is the best start you can hope to have. And you're three and three. Yeah. Three and three. Lots of offensive line problems. You know. I believe they 40, have one 49ers starter. and Cowboys. At, to me, that's the biggest disappointment at all. But even still, like. I know they have some other uh, issues there, but like everyone else just seems to be underperforming unless you're Cooper Cup. Yes. Being hyper-targeted, but at this point, teams are like, okay, complete a 15-yard pass to him occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just going to shut down all the rest mm-hmm. of your offense. Mm-hmm. And Matt Stafford is under pressure constantly. And you see, like, the Rams, anytime they get in the red zone, uh, Cooper Cup is wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Like, that touchdown he got last week was like, Man, he fought for that one, you know? And you also see he's starting to get some more flags thrown for offensive pass interference because he's fucking sick and tired of getting wrapped up all the time. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, you got to do what you can do. Mm-hmm. And if you're the only savior on your fucking team right now, yeah, you're going to get some flags thrown your way, yeah? Um, as a Bears fan, I can say I'm not really disappointed in them because their season is going how I expected it to. However, Green Bay... Three and three. Now I realize they lost Devonta Adams, but you still have one of the best quarterbacks of our lifetime running that show. It's not a new offense. The running game is abysmal. And we, were, I was talking a lot of shit about Rodgers, and some of our Packers fans were commenting the last the last Twitch show, and I'm like, maybe it is just the media representation <clears throat> bias, fake click shit that everyone hates him on the team. He's a good headline, but. You know. Like, what's he doing for the team? Like, it can't just be him. He's the leader. If you're the quarterback, it's always going to fall on your shoulders. Not always your fault, but it's always going to fall on your shoulders. What can he do at this point to salvage this season? <clears throat> Devontae Adams is not... The loss of Devontae Adams is not the problem. Yeah, I don't he's, think he's, he's insane. That's an easy excuse. He is insane yeah. as a player. He is so talented. <clears throat> it is not, not an insignificant loss, but... The teams they're losing to, there's no excuse for. Like the Bears? My apologies. No, they, no, they, they beat the Bears. <laughs> they beat the Bears. Oh the, oh, the Jets. The Jets. I'm sorry. I was thinking this week. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, no, that's a slant on the Jets, and I don't and, want to do that either. And also, and also I retract the, on my no, 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 no. But, but like, that's, <laughs> you wouldn't put money on the Jets beating Green Bay. You wouldn't put money on the Giants beating Green Bay. And I don't recall exactly what the. Well, I bet the payouts were great I, for that. I way. bet the payouts. You know what? I, and I and I'm sure I can find what the. Uh, what the. But they're uh, not. Again, they're not playing as a cohesive team. No. No. And even if you just like. And everyone's like, oh, it's going to be Lazard's year. Like, Lazard's going to be, you know, receiver one. Green, He's going to light it up. Green Bay seven and a half over the Jets is what the Vegas odds said. Let's take that for what it, I mean, Vegas odds, whatever. But the, Vegas doesn't like to get slaughtered like that. Yeah. They're not in the business Vegas of losing money. Vegas <laughs> said eight points Green Bay over the Giants. It's just, so when we, like, we're not, it's not a slight to say, hey, they should have beat those teams. Should have. Yep. It's it's a they're they're on the disappointment list for sure. All right, so what if they lose this week to the Commanders? <laughs> it's, here's the crazy thing: the Commanders have better Vegas odds than the other two. It's still it's still Green Bay five and a half because it's still Green. It's still Aaron Rodgers. We're like okay, right? Yeah, not quite eight, not seven, oh, yeah. six. Right. No, what about what? five? No, five's too low. Five and a half. Oh, and their last two games were home. <laughs> they lost to Jets and Giants at home. All right. Well, I don't know if home field and I don't know if getting home field advantage and. London really <laughs> equals the same thing. Oh, that's right. That's true. Giants were London. Yeah. You know, they? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's not quite the same as playing I forgot, in Lambeau. I forgot, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. But Jets were Lambo. Absolutely. So they they got a lot of work to do, just like the Bucks do. The Bucks Bucks are in trouble right now. Well, you know, it doesn't look good, at least for the optics, with Tom Brady uh, screaming at his offensive lineman this past Sunday. When you then look into a little more and see that he was barely not even at practice last week. Did he attend a single practice? Not that I'm aware of. I don't. I don't know if he did. He may have done like some game film with him before he went off on his trip to a wedding. I'm not even sure exactly what the uh, man was doing. It. Robert Robert Kraft's wedding is is the wedding. That oh. he attended. Uh, okay, that's an important one. I get it. Yeah, you know who you know who didn't attend that wedding? Bill He's Belichick. Because he was fucking getting ready, ready for the for game. Because it's football. Yeah. Like, I'm on the work clock right now. Tom, Tom Brady came back for this year, and his life is unraveling because of it. So, so is his professional aspect. Like, they are not looking good. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. don't get me wrong. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. He can get a team ready to play. But with all the injuries the Steelers have had and with the offensive line woes they've had, I just do not still understand how they managed to lose that game. I to mean, the Steelers. And then Pickett gets hurt, and Mitchell Trubisky comes in. <laughs> And goes like 9 of 12 for 144 yards and a touchdown against the Tampa defense. Once again, former Bears quarterback who have a history of doing well as a backup. He, True. He always does seem to do well when he gets to come in. When he's not the starter. When he's not yeah, the starter. Not the starter. Yeah. Right. I can't really okay, argue with that. Not just Bears QBs. That's almost universal. There's, 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 certain, there's yeah. certain backups. Yeah, that's their... Like, I can do this for a couple games and yeah. then step back? Okay, yeah. great. That sounds perfect. Like Case Keenum? No. No, he's right. not that kind of backup. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Um, so, let's stop harping on the negative so much. And uh, who's our big surprise team? I mean, I, I'd be... Jets. Jets. I mean, the Jets is a... Four and two. Clear it away pretty easy I, one. We. It's funny because we, you know, well, a few of us have actually said, we're going to call them for the win because it's so fun. Um... 
And yeah, I picked them over the Packers because it was fun to say. <laughs> they didn't just beat the Packers. They fucking killed the Packers. I, and, the, and the Dolphins are going through some woes. I get it. But Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, like, we just, like, we talk, talk his prices all the time. He gets a team ready to play. He knows how to play those teams. They fucking win there, too. Yep. I, they beat the Browns with a great defense. Yeah, great comeback in that. I, <laughs> Although, again, if Nick Chubb had just done what, oh. what, what y'all's running back did this past week and, you know, just, just yeah. kneeled down instead of running in the end zone, that game's over. Like, the fantasy players love Nick Chubb for it, but the actual football yeah. says that yeah. maybe wasn't the best thing to do. I, and I never want to say that a play cost someone a game. But oh, when you get that close, yeah. uh, uh, so so they're maybe? the Jets are so surprising to me. I I'm really wondering what's going to happen when they play the Broncos next. Uh, the Broncos are still favored by I think like right. one and a half. Right, it's something really really shitty. I think they run into a real problem after that. They go Pats, Bills, Pats. Uh, oh, the Pats that close together, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah. The Bills yeah. sandwich between. Uh, I think they they got a. They don't have a bye week in there. Yeah, they they got a bye week in there too. It's gonna be coming so, up. Yeah. 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 So, but still, it, it's still it goes Pats Bills bye Pats. I, that's a that's gonna be that that's recipe for heartbreak. I think the Broncos Jets game is great, especially time wise for the season for the Jets because mm-hmm. they're playing a team that's not gonna put up a lot of points but has an amazing defense. The Jets have a good offense and a middling defense. So, can we outwit a good defense? Let, mm-hmm. Let's see what they're fucking made of, uh-huh. you know? Well, I tell like, you what. Let's get Brees Hall going against a really good defensive line. Let's see what he can do. Yeah. And I think they might surprise us. I mean, if they blow the Broncos out of the water, I'm going to be mad about the Broncos' loss. But, like, fuck, yeah, go Jets, you know? And, and <laughs> they've been down so long, it's yeah, fun. Yeah. Kind of like we've been cheering on Detroit this year, you know? And honestly, the AFC East is... A pretty surprising division overall. I mean, the Patriots at three and three are in last place. Yeah, the Jets at four and two. The Dolphins, who kind of thought maybe injuries, could take a step up, weren't quite three. sure what was going to happen with They'd Tua. Probably be four and two at least. Yep, and then, of course the Bills at five and one. I mean, but the AFC West is what we talked about all preseason about <laughs> the AFC about the AFC West. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. we didn't spend much time on the East at all, and we're like, oh, Bills, no problem, Bills. Maybe the Dolphins could eke in with a wild card, you know. And I were like, well, fuck. Like, now I want to watch fucking Zappy play some more. <laughs> well, that is one of, the, one of the more fun things also and kind of one of the nice surprises is how well Bailey Zappy has mm-hmm. come in and played. I mean, no one thought that that kid was going to get a start at all. Nope. I mean, Brian Hoyer was the backup. Yeah. Now he st- Zappy steps into that role and is playing as well as Mac Jones was. I'd say better. If not a little better. I'd say a little better. Yeah. yeah. It are they gonna go with Mac Jones when he comes back? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, oh, of course. I, I hope not. I, how do you not? I mean, not if they how keep do winning. How do you I mean, didn't Drew Bledsoe lose his starting job to Tom it Brady? Is, mm-hmm. And I am is. not saying Bailey Zappi is the next Tom Brady. I'm just saying Bill Belichick uh, is not afraid to say But Mac Jones this guy's playing better. is Mac Jones the next Drew Bledsoe? No, no. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I think he is. If he in his wildest dreams. Yeah. <laughs> but it's even still. Now you're sitting on an absolute stud on the bench. Yep. Good for you, Bill Belichick. Absolutely. Whatever that is, like, it almost might be smart for you to say, "I am going to play Mac Jones." Let Bailey Zappi continue to. Now that you've been in the game, you're going to see everything differently in the in the QB room. It's going to be really good for you. And come trade time, 
you've got you either say I could keep him as a as a killer backup, or I can get some serious trade cap for yep, him. Yep, oh. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think we should also mention the Giants at five and one. I mean, yeah, no one saw that one coming. I, no one saw that coming. <laughs> I'm gonna not celebrate. even in their wildest dreams did New York Giants fans see that coming. No, no, it's it's like you say, hey, you know, you know, New York's five and one. Like you mean the Rangers? No, 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 the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> like the like. I thought they played for San Francisco. Now, no, 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 no. no the football team. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't be happier about it. That's for sure. It's uh. Uh, it's been like week, you know, the past two weeks. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, the Packers and the Ravens, like, hell yes. But also like, be- starting off with beating the Titans, like, sure, fuck yeah. 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 So I love what's happening. Uh, so they they got to play the Jaguars. That you know, don't they sleep. can they Just can don't they sleep. can <laughs> they got to play the team of multiple personalities, eh? <laughs> they can they can put up points like no other. But then again, I'm pretty happy with the Giants' defense. Hopefully they don't let this go to their heads and just keep digging and keep digging and doing what they're doing. Uh, I'll, I'll, but like after they got they go Jags, Seahawks, Texans, Lions, and then Cowboys. Like they could have a stretch. They could be nine and one going they against could, the Cowboys. They could, it's so shit. crazy. Like holy, keep shit. it up and keep playing those teams that are that like you're getting some good wins under your belt. But keep yep. playing the teams that are are the ones that are a little bit more coin confidence. Flip. It Absolutely. really helps out a lot more later on when you play against the stronger teams. Yeah, I, I think we should real fast here also mention Dallas. I mean, don't get me wrong; they've got talent. Their defense is great. But once Dak went down with that injury, I think a lot of us were like. Oh, they're fucked. Yep. 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 It's over. And yep. nope. nope. The red replacement, as yep. Scott calls him. Yeah. Stepped yeah. in. Uh, kept the ship going forward. And, you know, until this past week against the Eagles, which that Eagles team is tough. It's the Eagles. Yep. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, no no shame in that game. Yeah. No. I mean, the whole the whole NFL was like, oh, thank God the Eagles are on bye this week. Mm-hmm. That means one of us isn't losing to them. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, they're just really fucking good. Yeah, but yeah, complete. going from the NFC least to maybe the <laughs> NFC beast. Yeah. Right? That's what it is. Which, yeah. which it they is. have a history of doing, too. Mm. I mean, that's just the way the Eagles are. It really, really is impressive. Um, but, you know, since we've been talking about some of these games where, especially this is I brought up the decrease in scoring, should the because the NFL has gotten to where they flex the Sunday night game later in the season. Later in the season, yeah. Um, should they start considering that sooner? I don't understand why they don't do it. I'd say after week three, mm-hmm. give every team three games, let them play, see what shakes out. You know, because I guarantee if they flex a lot of games after week three, I would not be seeing the Broncos on prime time. I I, I hear what you're saying. I feel like the coaches would have a real problem with that because the coaches are looking at those first six games, if not fewer, and really be like, what are the things that I need to get right today? What do we need to get right tomorrow? And what do I need to get right the day after? So they're looking at these first few games saying, okay, I know that the pass rush on this team is really, really good. That's my primary focus because going forward, like this team, like they're really, you know, like, they can pick and choose where they're really honing in the skills of their team and improving that. You start flexing by week four, now all of a sudden, like, their coaching plan changes. But at some point, you got, you're got you three, four games in, now I'm kind of, kind of like, sorry, this is your team, you know. But uh, the sooner you flex, the trickier it is, because your team is yet to really set their feet. So we're not talking about flexing the day they play yet. I, not yet. 
that's right now we're just talking about the time of day. So let's say it's oh, one, the one oh, o'clock national yeah, broadcast yeah, yeah, yeah. game. Oh, we had slated, you know, the Jags and some uh, other bullshit team. You know. Oh fuck yeah! Okay then, yeah, hundred percent. I'm with you. Like, say okay. for example, we so, have Pittsburgh and Miami this week. I'm not saying there aren't interesting aspects to that for the Sunday night game, but wouldn't Kansas City, San Francisco, kind of make a more interesting game? Uh, well, Kansas like, City is going to have a play lot of, four know. hours later. Is that that big of a deal? How about deal? the Giants are at Jacksonville? The Giants being a surprise team. It's a big market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honestly, it, Indianapolis, Tennessee. See? Like that's a, that's a good rivalry. Yeah. You know, I would two like middling teams that. I mean, after last week, yep. hey, they're they're kind of figuring some shit out. So yep. maybe it's a good yep. game. Yep. And this week's kind of a tough one to actually discuss this with because three of the top teams in the NFL are on by. Right. Yes. You yes. know, if Buffalo, Minnesota, and Philadelphia are playing somebody, you want to watch. It becomes a games. much more interesting yeah. conversation on should they start flexing earlier. So jumping ahead to next week, uh, Green Bay and Buffalo. Like right now, that's not worth Buffalo's time. I mean, we want to watch it because we're in upstate New York. We want to see yeah, Buffalo demolish I, anybody. Sure, you know? sure. You know, <laughs> but is that a good game? It, right, yeah. So selfishly, yeah. Buffalo having having you know all the viewers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. But still, like, it's not quite the right thing. I don't know. I don't know what the better one is, but. Well, I mean, the Patriots Jets next week would be an interesting one. Oh, that if would Patriots be... win this yeah, week yeah, and the Jets yeah, do, yep, then you've got a yep. four and three team going at a five and two team. That'd yeah. be an interesting one to be able to flex and give the Jets <laughs> some fucking TV and time. I mean, the Patriots versus any other East Coast team. Yeah, that's going to get viewers yep. if those teams yep. are good. Admittedly, we're going with a bit of an East Coast bias here. Yeah, which I know gets it, it gets brought up a lot because it's true. ESPN does have an, an East Coast but, bias. In hey, my I'm, I'm a West Coast. Person, okay, so. okay, but San Fran and and the Rams. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, fully healthy. <laughs> yeah, because both is, those teams have a lot of injuries. But this, right now. this is this is there's 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 another week in there. To, but you know that that could still be a really good one. So, yeah. So yeah, I agree. Look, when's the next time that they actually flex games then? It starts later in the season. It's like I can not for the last two or three weeks no. of regular season. It might be a little earlier than that, but <sighs> that'd be nice. Bye that'd man. be nice. Uh, the next question I have is: Should they consider flexing Monday night games? Now I realize these are games that they plan ahead. It's travel to situations for the time you're leaving and everything. But for example, and I'm a Bears fan, but I fully realize that very few people in this country are going to want to watch Chicago travel to New England on Monday night. It is not a big game for fans to tune in for. I think if you give them two weeks, you can flex on Monday night. So I think that's fair. Oh, so coming off two a week bye, and... you could flex. Mm. Well, no, Monday but I can give a two-week head notice that yeah. you're no longer right. the Monday night game. Oh. Yeah. So at least that way the teams C- and everyone C- can... C- you know, by cause... Monday morning, you you know, you come off a win or a loss, and all of a sudden you find out that, that you, you know, now you've got one extra game. Yeah. Right? That doesn't seem like a big deal, but think about the teams that wake up Sunday or Monday morning and find out that now you're they've on got Sunday. one fewer day of rest because you're on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be different. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I think it'd be done. I mean, you think of how few football games there right. are, right? Especially compared to every other physical contact sport well, on the planet. Well, and also like, but let's talk about this past Monday night. How many people actually wanted to watch the Broncos' offense again? I was hoping the Broncos' offense would play the game. Well, I mean, I think I believe Russell Wilson completed his first ten passes, which is pretty amazing considering in the second half and in overtime, he had three completions for fifteen yards mm. total for the second half and overtime. So I couldn't watch the Monday night game 
I watched it Monday morning before work, and even just fast forwarding. Were you physically ill play, and throwing up while you were at work? No, I watched the entire game in about eighteen minutes because <laughs> there was no offense in that entire fucking game. <laughs> not not a great prime time game. No, and granted, you know they, they again. The, before the season, yes, that the Monday night we game that'd be a great game, and that's how they like to play in these Monday night games. Yeah. That like these teams that they think are going to be better. Uh, so it is difficult. I get it for the schedule makers, but I think adding a little bit more ability to flex these games is a uh, kind of an interesting idea. Simply because we're having to watch some games that are not very good right now. So my favorite part about changing the flex rules is that that gets us one step closer to relegation. You mean you want like a minor league football if, thing? If to you're going to demote a team to play in prime time slot because of how shitty they are, well, you're just a few steps away from, you know what, if you're the worst team, you're relegated to a practice team. Or you have to play in London, Germany, or Mexico City for the next season. <laughs> and you got to earn your way back in, just like fucking soccer. What, I fucking love that. What, you know? what sucks about that is, is that won't be a destination for players. It's true. Who doesn't want to live in London for a year? Oh, that you have to play in London, yeah. like oh, it's, yeah, it's like right. taking a gap year after high school. It'd yeah. be fucking great. I, I, but what the fuck is a gap year? You don't go to college right after you graduate high school. You just tour the European countryside for a year. Right, that's that's people. Oh, there's never different option for any of us. I was gonna say that's <laughs> a different income bracket there. There's Who? people with very wealthy parents. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, that's a thing. It's, that's a big thing. Well, yeah. someone yeah. lived a much cushier yeah. life than, I, and I thought I had a pretty cushy life growing up. This is where I read <laughs> fiction books. <laughs> <laughs> what a fascinating concept that I never will ever fully comprehend. So, from amazing things we didn't experience to negative douchebags in the NFL. <laughs> yes, we could start with Dan Snyder, who uh, a lot of stuff has come out recently that apparently uh, no owners in the NFL like him, and also that he has been hiring private investigators to look into other owners to get dirt on them in case they try to force him to sell the team. And he supposedly has lots of it on at least six owners. Yep, and he uh, sent a letter to every member of the NFL, as far as I can tell, uh, stating that categorically that this is not true and this is just fake news coming out, and it kind of screams of, uh, I believe it was The Taming of the Shrew, where I believe the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> the fact, nice. it's, it's, it's almost reference. like, because it was penned so completely, makes you think that, as opposed to being, like, releasing a statement being like, this is ridiculous, I don't want to address it anymore, mm-hmm. and enough to, like, leave it at that, but instead of going on and on, and to name drop his wife in there about, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like... That's where it seemed a little pushy. Is that, is that where you're going? Yes. Okay. Right. I'm on the same wavelength then. Not to mention that Jim Irsay, the owner of the yeah. Colts, they asked him, and he's like, well, yeah, I think we have cause to at least discuss whether or not we should have a vote on to expel him as an owner. Like, I cannot believe that they actually... I mean, I get that you, you have to have it written in that you have the right to do that, but can you imagine if trying to force him to sell the, the, the commanders and the amount of issues there would be involved with that. I mean, I'm assuming he would then sue the NFL to try to keep his team. And yep, yep. It would be ugly for the NFL. I mean, it's going to end up, no matter what shakes out, it's going to be this endless court battle. Absolutely. It's going to be nasty if but that I, comes down. I kind of think, I mean, based on the things that Dan Snyder has done in his past, both personally and professionally with the team, things he said, things that have been... Pasted on social media. I doubt 
he's in control of his own Twitter account, but they're still done at his behest. Sure. And it's like, um, I think he's just like fighting tooth and nail. He feels like that angry animal backed into a corner. Yep. Like him having to rename his team that he owns. Yep. And he's like, that's it. Fuck it. I'm going to burn this place to the fucking ground. And I think he might try to do that. I think he's guilty of anything people are saying, but I think he's going to take a lot of people down with him. Well, I'll tell you what he's definitely guilty of is running a, one of the flagship franchises of the NFL into the ground. Have they had a good season since he's been the owner? I mean, there was, there was, uh, there was RG3's when RG3 rookie was here. There, there, there was some hope, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just ugly going on there. Uh, one other thing I'd like to mention before we get into our picks. Um, as someone that was raised in a military family, I, uh, I don't really like hearing people say that they're, they're going to war when they go out to play a game. I understand you can get injured in the NFL, don't get me wrong, and some of these injuries can be quite bad. But and Tom Brady, the battle mentality. Yeah, but, yeah. but Tom Brady this week uh, said described uh, the NFL season as going away on deployment in the military. Made the comparison. Dumb motherfucker. Oh. Um, no, sir. No, getting paid millions of dollars a year as you do, and uh, playing in the NFL is not the same as being sent to a war zone to put your life on the line. But during the season, like, I mean, nine weeks out of the year during the season, he's not at home. He has to go to San Diego and has to go to Boston and has to go to New York City. And I'm sure they're saying it's a comfort inn. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's logging his Travago bonus points. Yeah, he, he's going, is this, is this place called the Ramada? <laughs> the One Seasons? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how... Out of touch. Well, that'd be, that'd be the perfect hotel for Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. There's bunk beds and he's going to sleep under a center. Just terrified all night. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, and I'm not saying that you have to be have had a father, uh, you know, in the military or a brother or anyone else to, to think that this is absolutely or sister ridiculous. Or, or, wife or wife or mother. Or anyone. Yes, absolutely Old correct. Old-ass motherfucker. Oh, but to think in any way... That what you do for a living can be compared to that is just no absolutely. Shit. I mean, so many fucking levels. It feels like a let them eat cake type of comment. Oh, that's absolutely what it is. Like, yeah. holy shit! This is a this is a person who's had very minimal life experience. In reality, he spent his entire youth playing football. He went to college and played high level football. He went. He's been high level football for. For how old is he now? Forty-four. You know, he's yeah. forty-five. Forty-five. Right. Yeah. So, like, like for for how many years of his life has he been doing exactly this? Married a right uber wealthy model. Ex- yeah, yeah. Has, yes. You know, a world famous supermodel. Yeah. It sounds exactly like military deployment. Exactly Man, like my it. God. Yeah. You know, I'm sure the MREs they have in the fucking training camp is awful. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean where they make him whatever he wants for <laughs> breakfast <laughs> on a, a dinner and. I mean, come on. Just terrible. Yeah. So, all right. Well, <laughs> now that we've gotten the absolute buffoonery of the NFL out of the way, let's go into so our picks, guy. guys. Yeah. Let's have some fun here. Yeah, all right. <laughs> ah, Thursday night. One can only hope we get another thir- good Thursday night game because they've been atrocious recently. I think this will be good because it's two middling teams that are still fighting for their identity that both have high quality quality players. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I really think this... Could be a good Thursday night game. And 
maybe, maybe we get to see some real fun from DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe, because I sh- we should say, it's New Orleans traveling to Arizona yeah, yeah, to take yeah, on the yeah, Cardinals. Yeah, right. uh, the Saints trying to pick up the third win in the bird gauntlet. Yep, yep. They are trying to become the first team to ever beat all the teams with bird mascots, all five of them, in one season. Um, two for two so far. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, the DeAndre Hopkins thing, I think, can be very beneficial for the Cardinals. It's not like he has to learn a new offense. One does wonder, I mean, yeah, you can run and work out and all those things uh, on your own, but it's not quite the same as taking hits in a game. Uh, so I would assume that it, I don't think we're going to see him for more than 40 or 50% of the snaps. It's because they have to yeah, work him into game not. shape. Yeah. Uh, like, Except Hollywood Brown's out. Yeah, yep. yeah. For at least a month. Right. And they traded for Robbie Henderson, which is pretty funny. I was listening to a... Uh, a podcast this morning where someone said that they traded him for uh, 10th and 12th graders because <laughs> it's like a 2024 and a 2025 draft pick that they traded to get Robbie Andrews. Oh my God, that's like hilarious. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> um, who, by the way, he's never really had great quarterbacks throwing the ball, so he might be capable of more, but he was just kicked off the field of his team when he uh, with the Panthers this past weekend for... Because he said he was being disrespected. Like, I don't know, maybe go out there and play a little better. Yeah. Maybe then you'll get the respect you think you deserve. Like, yep. you think the interim head coach is going to put up with any bullshit when he's trying to write that shit? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the Saints, they're at two and four. They've only beaten bird teams so far this season. That would be crazy. Five and 12 and only beat the bird teams. <laughs> Can I change Fuck, my pick? that would be oh, awesome. Great. Can I change my pick? I think you should. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Right. So, so I'm going to New Orleans because I want them to get the bird gauntlet. That's the only reason. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to New Orleans because Chris Olave is supposed to be back. And he's I think, fun to watch. And he uh, is. Uh, Taysom Hill, I think, probably gets a little more play in this. Uh, the Cardinals have been good at shutting down number one wide receivers, so it might not be the game that I'm expecting from Olave. But if they're trying to focus on him, I think Taysom Hill, in every gadget play that he gets, because the man is a tight end that I think has had – Two passes thrown his way this season. So tight end in Except name. Except for one game. Yes. Well, no, that one game that was rushing the ball, throwing the ball, he didn't even catch a ball in that game. Oh, really? And he's a tight end, it according all, to them. was all rushing. Yeah, yes. Okay. But Adam Troutman, the star, other tight end for the Saints, is out with injury this week. So I think Taysom Hill gets mm. more involved. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I see the Saints. I think Kamara can have a pretty decent game here. I, I don't think it's going to be super high scoring. I would say the Saints, you know, 21-17. I, honestly, I, I went Arizona literally just as coin flip. Uh, I didn't have any real feelings one way or the other. Uh, I think they've got a lot of – there are tons of potential out there. They're still trying to figure out how to put the pieces together. You know, they've had, they've had some, some uh, uh, cool, fun, scary, you know, all-together moments. Like, it's – I don't even know what they are. Same thing with New Orleans. New Orleans is, is – even though they're 2-4, and four, they're doing better than I expected in so many games. So, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's fair. Yeah, Absolutely. Also, I should point out, Marshawn Lattimore, likely not going to play. So if DeAndre Hopkins does get on the field, might be available for at least a couple big plays. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. He's a fun wide receiver to watch. If he can come back after this suspension, just like, holy shit. Absolutely. And Kyler Murray could really use uh, a wide receiver he's used to throwing the ball to. Uh, Atlanta travels to Cincinnati. Atlanta with one of the biggest upsets so far of the season, I'd say, last week, uh, Mm -hmm. beating the 49ers 28-14. Cincinnati just beat these same Saints. 
Finally had a big Burrow game. Finally, finally. had a big Jamar Chase yep. game. Yep. Um, I actually see more of the same for Cincinnati this week. I think that they're probably going to roll pretty heavy over the Falcons. Yeah. I could see them winning this game by like a, a 30 to 20 score. I'm saying 34-13 Bengals. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Simple. Fair. No reason to get it, make it complex. Uh, the Lions coming off the bye. Travel to Dallas, who are not very happy right now. And Dak Prescott, apparently practicing this week. Don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, I doubt it. I doubt it. The Lions, uh, well, they score points. And boy, do they give up a lot of points. And that is not a good thing going against a Dallas team that their defense is always going to be ready to play. And I think the offense probably shows up quite a bit more against Detroit this week. I would say, you know, Zeke, not quite having the explosive plays, but Tony Pollard, I'd say, is going to yeah. be prime for some good good yeah, games. Especially in this against one. Detroit. Absolutely. Oh. I think CeeDee Lamb's going to have a good game. Um, I do think that there's more scoring in this, uh, at least against the Cowboys. I think Detroit is still capable of doing that, especially if the Amon Ross St. Brown is back, if DeAndre Swift is back. It doesn't make a huge difference. These are gigantic players to bring back into the fold. Um, But I still say Detroit loses to drop to a very disappointing 1-5. I feel bad for that team because Campbell always has them ready to play. But I see Dallas winning this game, I would also say, by about 10 points again. I think this is probably like a, I don't know, 28 to 17 type of game, so about 11 point. We saw what happens when Detroit goes up against a really good defense. Um, well, hold on. Dallas' defense is better than New England. That was a defensive scheme against Detroit and, mm-hmm. and absolutely kept them shut down. Also, without, Detroit without team studs. without those studs. I get it, I get it. But still, Dallas is, is a better team, so, you know, however that equation balances, I, you know, I think Dallas has got this, especially at home. That's Dallas at home is a big deal, you know. So. It is. Only because I will never pick Dallas to win anything. <laughs> I say a Detroit wins on a last-minute touchdown by Amon Ross St. Brown. My fantasy teams would appreciate that. <laughs> All right, then we have the Colts traveling to Tennessee. Don't know if Jonathan Taylor is going to be playing. Indianapolis is kind of a maddening team to watch. They beat the Chiefs. They got blown out by the Jags, and they beat the Jags last week. You never are quite sure they couldn't score a point against the Broncos other than field goals. I will say this, though. Uh, the Tennessee t- offense, if they can at least keep it like a 3.1 touchdown game, even if they do fall behind, to where they can still run their offensive scheme, which is, and we all know, Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. play-action pass <laughs> off of Derrick Henry runs. If they can do that, I see Tennessee being in this to the end and pulling out a win, but I do think it'll be close. I say 24-21 Tennessee. I, I, I'll give you 24-21 Indianapolis. Um, you know, their, their uh, receiving game has been getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tennessee, just they're, they're a coin flip to me, and it seems like at home they don't always do as well for some reason. They love going to someone else's stadium and upsetting, um, whatever whatever weird voodoo that is. <laughs> you know, yeah. If the Colts are healthy, I want to see five rushing touchdowns per team. God, that'd be great. And a 38-35 win, like eighty yards passing oh. for each team, but just all kinds yeah, of rushing like Matt yards Ryan and touchdowns. Sucks, Tannehill sucks, but fucking the running backs fucking light it up. Yeah, nice. I think that would be Colts absolutely amazing. Titans win. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, the Packers travel 
to Washington <laughs> to take on the Commies. Commies coming off a... I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That was a big win they had against the Bears because everything that about that game, from yardage to trips into the red zone, yeah. screamed that the Bears should have won that game. Couldn't Commies found a way to do it. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what matters. But I feel like this is a game where Aaron Rodgers says, fuck all of you. Yeah. And puts the pedal to the floor, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think they're going to mop the floor with the Commanders this week. I don't think Aaron Rodgers could deal with losing to the Jets and then the Commanders. No. Like, they, mentally, that would break him. There's there's nothing better that Washington has defensive-wise over the Jets, offensive-wise over the Giants. And Taylor Heineke is... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, other, sorry, other way around. Yeah, there's nothing, bad, nothing yeah, better yeah. offensively <laughs> over the Jets or defensively <laughs> over the Giants. Uh, yes. Taylor yeah. Heineke will be starting a quarterback this right. week instead no Carson of Carson Wentz. Wentz. Yeah. Um, Who's like leading the league in fucking yards or some sh- like or close to? It's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, garbage time is stats oh, time, know. you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I see Green Bay winning this one handily. Mm-hmm. Like I would say by at least ten Same. or fourteen points. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, then we get the struggling Buccaneers going to get that south for just the fix of all your woes. <laughs> Travel to Carolina to take on a team. I don't even know who's supposed to be starting this week for the. For if, the Panthers, I believe JP is coming back. If the Bucks lose this game, oh my God. Oh, man. I mean, the Panthers are just in disarray. I feel awful for their yeah. interim head coach. Mm-hmm. He is in a spot where, at best, they're likely trading away pieces throughout the season to gain more assets in the draft to rebuild this team. Sam Darnold, they might be activating soon. That's not much of an improvement. No, if you've no. watched any of his career... At this point, it's McCaffrey all day. Unfortunately, going to be going up against a Bucks defense that can stop the mm-hmm, run. Mm-hmm. I just, I do not see how Tampa Bay and the man I'm now going to call a complete piece of shit and Tom Brady for the military comments. Uh, I still see Tampa Bay rolling pretty handily in this one. I'm going to say that Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Leonard Fournette all have big games against the Carolina defense that has played pretty tough this year, given the situation their offense puts them in. But I see Tampa Bay, I don't understand how this is honestly not a little more than 11 and a half. Yeah, like, honestly, yeah. Like, At some I point, mean, it's pretty scary. 11 and a half is a huge prediction. I mean, that's a safe Vegas size bet. Yeah, I'd say more like 18. I'd yeah. go with the overs on that one. <laughs> I don't even want to predict a score because I think if Tom Brady gets that offense rolling, he's not taking the foot off the throat. He is going to want to very much exact revenge on somebody for something else mm-hmm. for something that happened previously in yep. the weeks. Yep. Then the game I'm very interested in, simply because I want to see these these Giants keep rolling. The Giants go to Jacksonville to take on a team that seems like it has multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Jags come out and play real tough against some teams, and then just get obliterated by others. Yeah. The Giants' defense is for real this year. They are playing. It'll be a good test for Trevor Lawrence. Like mm-hmm. we'll see. You know. And can Travis Etienne finally? He got, finally had a couple big plays last week. Maybe. They did lose to the Colts in the last minute, but I, I, I'm sorry, I don't, I do not see how Jacksonville wins this game. I think Giants by a touchdown. Right. Vegas disagrees with you. I know, right? I know. Right. And, you know, it could just be that home field advantage. It could just be, you know, uh, I don't even know what they're looking at. I doesn't, I know. I'm, my, you know, I'm looking through rose-colored glasses here. I want, I want six and one, so I'm going. Giants. Yeah, I don't see how the Giants lose this one either. Yep. All right, we then go have Cleveland 
traveling to take on the Ravens. Um, as of now, all the Ravens uh, starters, as far as Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, should be playing, although they were just listed on the uh, injury report today. Um, not too uncommon in the middle of the week, though, for that to happen. You're usually a little more worried when they pop up on a Friday. Yes. <laughs> like something just happened in practice. Um, Cleveland, you know, they have a great running game, and Baltimore's defense has been suspect, and Amari Cooper's having a pretty good season. Um, but I do think this is a, a get-right game for the Ravens. I think uh, while Cleveland will probably rush the ball pretty well, I don't think they're going to be able to. If Lamar and Mark Andrews are playing, I don't think they can keep up with the offense. And Lamar had a bad week last week. He doesn't usually have multiple bad weeks. So I see Baltimore coming out raging against the Bulls. And he could, you could see he was very angry with himself at the end of the Giants yeah. game. Um, I think he's going to be quite focused. Who is all he could be upset at, and I like that. He, oh, didn't, yeah. he didn't blame other people, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. But he could he have said, like, oh, my pocket kept collapsing. He didn't he, do that. He didn't shout at his O-line? That's what happened. Okay. Nope. Only old man River does that <laughs> one. But I see Baltimore winning this by a touchdown. I, I, I agree with it, Vegas odds. I'll go slightly above. They say six and a half. I say seven points. And, yeah, and I, I think Baltimore has it in them to do significantly better than seven points. Um, Cleveland's defense is, is solid. Um, but when Baltimore gets rolling, uh, but I don't uh, – yeah, it's, it's Cleveland's defense is going to keep, keep them uh, uh, a little bit held back, and, and Cleveland's offense is going to struggle a little bit. But there, there, there's so many good tools on that field for for Cleveland. You know, I almost feel bad for their two and four record right now. Um, well, they only have uh, another five weeks, yeah. uh, five games until they get their uh, the quarterback they traded so much for. We'll see if Deshaun yeah. Watson could still play well at that point after basically two seasons off. Yeah, with a bunch of people that he's never played with. Yeah, there could be some growing pains there yep. for sure yep. when he does come yep. back. But for this week, I say Baltimore does win by Same. by by Same. seven. All right, the four and two Jets traveling to the two and four Denver Broncos. You know, <laughs> Mile High always has that home field advantage, the altitude, all of that. This is true. Um, Denver's defense is playing really. Patrick Sertan, yeah, boy, is he yep. playing well for y'all. Um, and their defense has performed well each week. Uh, but I tell you what, Sauce Gardner. Boy, he can shut down good top corner. wide receivers. Yeah. So, all right, well, you're not going to have Cortland Sutton really available to you at that point then. Yeah. Uh, Sutton Russ, hasn't really been available to Russ anyway. So. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> Russ, apparently Russ this week, it wasn't his shoulder. This week he says he tweaked his hamstring, and that's what slowed him down in the second half. Uh, so, Broncos country, let's cry, will be what I'm going to say this week for them. I, I see it's only a, a point-and-a-half favorite. On their side, which yep. I don't really understand. Yep. Yep. Me neither. Not I, the way the Jets have been playing. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. saying that the Jets... Uh, I think Zach Wilson finally has kind of a breakout game here. I think they have enough weapons for him to throw to, and I think the Brees Hall in the mm-hmm. backfield mm-hmm. is just... I think this might be the first game that we see some vulnerability for Brees Hall. Mm. That doesn't mean that the Broncos are going to win. I think the Broncos do an amazing job of stopping the run... They're going to lose because they don't score any fucking points. But Brees Hall may be 40 yards. Oh. Jets win, though. Okay. All right. Yeah, I agree. Jets. All right. And the Texans at 1-3-1 and one, travel to take on the, the Raiders at 1-4. and four. Um, Yeah. The records here are disgusting. I will say, as I have said all season, Lovey Smith 
gets a team to play hard, even yep. when they don't yep. have talent. And Josh McDaniels, just not a good head coach. Nope. I, I, I'm surprised mm-hmm. he got a second chance after how poor he did with the Broncos. Uh, the fact that the NFL will constantly retread these guys and not give some of these other guys a good chance. like The Chiefs offensive coordinator is still waiting to get a job as a head coach. Yep. Like, are you fucking kidding me? What? How good of an offense does he have to put out on the field to get a chance? Pretty crazy to me. Hey, I'm pretty sure the Broncos are looking. <laughs> well, they might be after this season because someone's going to have to take the fall. And I don't know if it's going to be Russell Wilson or Nathaniel Hackett, but one of them is going to. And given the fact that you basically are giving a top five pick to the Seahawks mm-hmm. at this point in the next draft, not good. Yep. Um, but Davis Mills, a quarterback for Houston, they have Damian Pierce in the backfield. Oh, I like looked like a good rookie yeah. so far. I do think the Raiders find a way to pull this out. I think Carr. And Devontae Adams, and I think they're probably still a little hot about the fact that they ended up losing that game to the Bronco or to against the Chiefs after getting up to a 17-point lead. I think they come out and want to prove the doubters wrong, and I could, I could see yeah. them winning by a touchdown. The Raiders have more talent than a one in four team. They do. They, they have a lot more together. talent. Yeah, I'm with you on that, and you know, all the same accolades to Lovey Smith, but and, and Houston, I, they're they're a super scrappy team, and and are. I wish them all the success in the future, but not. It's not going to be tomorrow. Not going to be Sunday. Be, not going to be, be Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So then we have Seattle going to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Um, the surprising Seahawks. Geno Smith has been playing fantastic this year. Uh, not so great last week against the Cardinals. Had a bit of a down game on offense, but, but in their, general, yeah. their defense yeah. locked down that Cardinals team, which had been having a lot of issues. Uh, the Chargers. A lot of offensive line issues already this season for them. They've got to be able to run the ball more effectively. Luckily, they're going against a team that we've seen people run the mm-hmm. ball effectively against, yeah, right, which right. you get Austin Eckler running the ball. If they can get Keenan Allen back, I think that just gets such a boost for that offense yeah. if he can come back this week. Uh, I would say the Chargers finally have a good offensive game like we would expect from them coming into this season. I think Herbert has a good game. And I, I could see the Chargers winning this one by anywhere from 7 to 10 points. Yeah, I think it'll be close. I, I think both teams will actually have good games, but the Chargers will come out on top. I think I think you're going to see the Chargers start off in the lead. Uh, third quarter, the Seahawks are going to do some some wild fucking crazy. You know, Geno Smith. You know, lock it back half connections. They're going to they're you know they're going to come storming back, and then the Chargers will you know nail in the coffin and be like, no 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 no. We we had the lead the whole time. You're not going to close the gap fourth quarter Chargers blow it out end up winning by 10 I could see that sure absolutely uh Kansas City travels to San Francisco to take on a 49ers team that is just it seems like I say this every season again we're gonna call them the 29ers because half their fucking team is injured every year uh and Kansas City not gonna be very happy when they hit that field they are not happy about that Bills game I can guarantee it and this is one that I'm confused about. Come back to Vegas odds for whatever that's worth. But you're going to say Tampa Bay blows out Carolina. And I'm not putting San Francisco in the same realm of Carolina. But they're going to give Kansas City three and a half points? That's get, all? Get the fuck out of here. You just gave up 28 points to a Marcus Mariota-led offense. <laughs> Who's been good this season. At running the ball. <laughs> He's averaging like 100 yards passing the last like well, three weeks. Good at not losing. 
Well, when you well, don't throw the ball, it's very effective. Yeah. <laughs> what, what single piece does San Francisco have better than Kansas City? They I have mean, a, they have they have year, a, they have a Debo, Debo. Samuel. They, but this year, no, right, I can't right, say they, that they have yeah. a Debo, and who is a who's a unique player, uh, for sure. I'd say when healthy, the tight ends are kind of equal. Because mm. I think Kittle. Yes. If if Kittle was in Kansas City's offense, yeah, and Kelsey was on San Francisco's, I think Kittle would be putting up numbers quite similar to what Travis I mean, Kelsey. Kelsey oh, was. Yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, um, they're 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 equal for sure. The yeah. quarterback position, Garoppolo is not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. That, I don't think that's surprising for anyone to hear. <laughs> um, I, I honestly don't see how they only have this as a three and a half point game. Yeah. How Vegas does? Yeah, uh, that's kind of weird. I see Kansas City by at least ten or fourteen. I'm sorry. It's just the San Francisco defense is just wrecked. Everyone on Kansas City is is you know a loss that's understandable, and you shouldn't be upset about it. But you're gonna you're gonna take it all out on the next team. And I'm sorry, San Francisco, you're, you're gonna lose more people to injury after this one, and it's gonna be heartbreak. Probably so. Yeah. Okay. We then have the Steelers. Not sure yet if it's going to be Pickett or Trubisky starting for them. Going to Miami to take on uh, the Dolphins. Tua should be back this week, uh, which would be nice to see. And that offense is still putting up massive passing yards. Jalen Waddle did get banged up at the end of last week. Haven't really heard anything about whether or not he's going to be playing this week. Um, I think that there's a decent chance here because Miami's defense has been giving up so many yards <clears throat> and uh, points via the pass, I think that if Pickett is in there with that wide receiver crew that the Steelers have, there's a chance they can do something. The problem is the Steelers' line is terrible. Yeah. Miami's the more complete team for sure. Uh, And when it comes to downfield play, are you kidding me? Two of the most fun receivers to watch in the game right now. Oh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is is just so fucking fantastic. And I'm sorry, Jalen Waddell is... Is uh, no slouch. Junior. Yeah. Right. I, right. I. <laughs> great. We're watching the next Tyreek Hill. Is that what we're seeing? Like you know, his hands are not quite as good, but he's he's so much he's younger. He's not quite you know? as fast. It, it's, but yeah, it, it's but but he's but he's t- he's taller, which like makes the like you. How do you match up to those two guys? You know, one guy's a little bit faster, s- insane hands. Uh, just you know, reads every single route perfectly. It seems like, and then you've got someone who's uh, you know a taller wide receiver. You know, so when you need to, like, you know, end zone and being able to, like, leap up a little bit. Like, it's it's perfect to me. It is. And the, the thing with Pittsburgh also is because that offensive line is so terrible, Najee Harris hasn't been able to get going this Mm-mm. season. And you do have a lot of wideouts to throw the ball to, but if you have no time to throw the ball, it's yeah. you have an issue. Like, yes, Deontay Johnson is great. George Pickens has had a great start to his career. You've got Chase Claypool, who does stupid things at times in games, but he's Built like Megatron was. Yeah, he is yeah, right. big and yep. he is fast. Yeah, yep. learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. And I, I haven't seen any of the injury report yet for Pittsburgh because last week they were basically down their entire secondary, which is why it was even more amazing that Tampa Bay couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But if they have that case again this week, oh, they're, oh they're look out! Yeah. Look out! Because I haven't even mentioned the fact that Mike Gesicki is one of the most athletic tight ends in the NFL yeah. and just doesn't yeah. get the ball thrown much to him because and if two is back and he's really back. Oh fuck! Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see this being quite a blowout. Uh, the seven and a half points. Yeah, I could see they, that. And they they need it. They're ready for it. Yes. So. Yeah, I'd say Miami by. I'm gonna go with ten. 
If Pickett doesn't play for Pittsburgh and it's Trubisky starting, I say Miami by like eighteen. Oof. Yeah, it, Miami's ready. You know they're they they went two QBs down. You know, and we, they're still three and three. I, yeah, right. They're 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 prime. They're ready for a big game. They they want the numbers that they put up against uh, Baltimore. The numbers they put up against uh, uh, Buffalo. Like, like they that they want that again. offense. Yeah, we know they're yeah, capable right. of absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Which takes us into Monday night. And, uh, and that's the end of our game show. That everybody right? was. <laughs> yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I, you know what? Speaking as a Bears fan, I simply do not understand how the Patriots are only favored by eight and a half points. I just don't understand. That's why my Bears are traveling to New England to take on the Patriots, where Bill Belichick is good at scheming a defense to stop anyone. And our offense can't do shit. Wait, wait. Is it forecasted for torrential downpours in New England this, Ooh, this month? If it is, we might have a chance. We might have a chance. <laughs> uh, yep, we're going to see if uh, see if the Bears can not get zapped. But uh, Bailey Zappi and that offense in New England are rolling. Their defense, Bill Belichick, can scheme with the best of them to slow people down. And I don't even know if he has to pick one particular thing to shut down. I, I guess the run, because if you stop that, we're just completely screwed because – our offensive line can't protect to save anyone's Whoever life. Whoever is throwing. Like, we're lucky Justin Fields is mobile. Yep. Otherwise, he might have been killed at this point in the season. <laughs> um, Legit I, on the field man's As much as I would like to say that I think my Bears have a chance in this game, uh, no. No. I have a feeling I'm going to be very depressed and uh, not wanting to talk to anyone for the entirety of this game. And I would say that the Patriots are going to win by at least 10 points. Uh, Justin Fields gets so upset that he whips the ball at the back of one of his O-line's head, you know, <laughs> after his third sack. And uh, <laughs> and then the New England just fucking zaps him. Oh. I want Matt to feel better. I'm going to say the Bears make it a close game. Okay. I will say this. If Justin Fields does do what you said and wing it at a lineman because he's not getting any protection. Uh, I will be a little surprised by that just because he has yeah, been so yes. professional so oh, far. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. making saying things like, you know what? I got to make the reads faster. I have to make complete some of these passes. I'm an NFL quarterback. It's on me. Like, he's been very good about not placing blame on anyone else. But Which is great for a young QB. I it like it a lot. Yeah. Um, and they've done him a great disservice by giving him no mm-hmm. offensive line mm-hmm. and really no weapons to throw the ball No, it to. speaks really well for Justin Fields when he gets traded. So, yeah. you know. Ah, thanks. Appreciate that. Broncos country would gladly welcome yeah. him. <laughs> Broncos country, don't cry. Anyway, <laughs> that is our uh, podcast for this week. Uh, I don't think I actually did it in our questions at the beginning of the show. So I am Maddie Fax. I've been joined by Scottathan Statton, aka Scotty Stats, and Brian the Professor. Uh, if you do not know, we also do a Twitch stream live on Sunday nights giving our brand of car, barroom commentary uh, for the game that's going on. We will be doing that this Sunday night at 8 o'clock. We start be covering the Pittsburgh at Miami game. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, give us a like, give us a follow. If you like our takes on things, if you have an issue with what we're saying, leave a review. Let us know what you think we could be doing better. Oh, come to our Twitch on Sunday and talk shit. Absolutely. Yeah, hey, we love it. Please yeah. do. We love interacting <laughs> with people on the message board, and we'd love to have you all come out and uh, give us a shot. So uh, thank you very much again for listening to the show, and we hope you all have a wonderful week. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed it, give us a like, maybe a follow, 
We're also available on multiple uh, social media outlets. We have TikTok, Instagram, a Twitter account that you probably never use. It's all under Half the Distance Live. Also, every Sunday night during the football season at Half the Distance Live, we stream ourselves on Twitch, making fun of everything we can, taking shots of whiskey, drinking beers, smoking cigars, and generally just having a good time making fun of Joe Buck. Come check it out.